the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis. Welcome to the Owlcast. Today you'll hear the second part of the podcast on the 2022 Aretia Awards, hosted by Amalia Zavakopoulou, member of the Aretia Awards Committee and Division Chair for Social Studies at ACS Athens. Twelve years ago, the community of ACS Athens initiated the annual Aretia Awards in order to recognize students, faculty, and parents who promote civic responsibility through conscious citizenship, aiming to improve life and living on the planet. As a community that comes together to address the needs of others, we strive to promote civic responsibility and to model it for our students. And since Areti in English means virtue, our community members are always challenged to uphold a particular moral excellence, showing high ethical standards in their own life, the life of their family, and the entire community. In case you missed part one of the Areti Awards podcast last week, Make sure you listen to the discussions Ms. Avakopoulou had with the three student recipients of the award from the elementary school, middle school, and the academy. In the second part today, Amalia Zavakopoulou speaks with a parent recipient of the 2022 Areti Award for Civic Responsibility, Ms. Debbie Richards Perakis, also a member of the ACS Athens PTO. She also speaks with a faculty recipient of the award, Adigoni Carnesioti Simandira. First, here's the discussion with Ms. Perakis. Let's hear what she had to say about the FSNF program, Family Supporting New Families, and how the PTO assisted families through the COVID lockdown. The reignition of the BUDDY program, a community coming together to offer humanitarian assistance to families in Ukraine and unaccompanied children refugees, and the continuous effort to communicate and connect with the school community. It is my pleasure to welcome with us here today, Ms. Debbie Richards-Beraki, the winner of the ACS Community Member category. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you very much, Amalia. So before we get started about the reason you were nominated and how you contributed to the school community, tell us a little bit about your connection with ACS Athens. Okay, well, we first brought our daughter here. She was in grade nine. And up until then, she had gone to school on the island of Naxos where we live and have our businesses. So it was a big change for everyone, for the family and for Gabriella. And um, that very first day that I came and we registered her, there was a PTO meeting uh, in the conference room. And uh, Lena, the receptionist, said, oh, Debbie, why don't you go up and see everyone? And everyone was so friendly and welcoming. And I really remembered that. So um, that's always been in my mind, ACS. Well, it is part of the golden triangle. That's what we always say. It's the school, the parents, the students and the community. Yeah. And in fact, it is your contribution with the PTO that has you know, brought us here today and made our roads cross. The Aditi Award is to honor student, staff and parent role models within our community who perform exceptional deeds and they initiate civic minded activities in our school. On a personal level, what does Aditi mean to you? 
It meant to me how each parent can contribute to the school and contribute by uh, teaching their children about volunteerism and educating them on how to give back to the community. This is very important to me. It's a little bit like the Conscious Citizenship mm-hmm. Initiative, and it's the role modeling it for our students. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Tell us a little bit more about what it is that you saw in the PTO and how it has encouraged you to okay. participate. Um, the first year I was here, which was uh, we registered in 2018, I was unable to join the PTO. But the next year, 2019, I was voted in as secretary. And I saw the events and how they happened. But really, you know, this Arity Award for me is the award to the lockdown PTO because the PTO during lockdown, we really struggled. And we're parents that want a feeling of community, that want to come onto the campus every day. We need that face-to-face communication. And it was the lockdown was a struggle for us. It was a struggle for our children. Really, it was a struggle for everyone. But the lockdown PTO, we found a way to keep connecting with parents. And I believe it is for the whole PTO, especially Mary Katsiavria, who is our president during this time, who has a heart filled with happiness and gold and loves to spread it. And I know it was very difficult for her at home. And also to Elisa Ketter, who was two years our U.S. Embassy rep, very special person, and really helped me and Mary keep connection with the parent community during the lockdowns. And the specific program that we came up with and I helped pass through with the school was the FSNF program, the Family Supporting New Families. And we received during lockdown many, many letters from parents who said, we feel so isolated. We just joined ACS. We've never been on the campus. Our kids have never been to class. It's all online. And we just really felt for these families. And we came together, Mary, Elisa, and I, and also Marluce Kirkhoff, who is a Dutch representative of IB on the PTO. She connected with a lot of Dutch families and was very friendly. Um, we came together and we developed this program where we connected families. And even with COVID regulations, they could meet in parks, they could have some contact. So we tried to match them in the same communities with the same interests, the same age of kids. I mean, which was difficult, but we did our best. And this is all during COVID. So it was it was a difficult thing, but we just felt in our hearts that it was so important. And I just wanted everyone to feel welcome at ACS. And that was always my goal, was for every family and every child to feel welcomed, to feel like it was the most friendly school in Athens. And I wanted every parent and every child to feel included and to feel important. And when we brought it to the school, Dr. Polonies was so enthusiastic and she really helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Eleni Angelidou in the Student Affairs Office, she took over the program for the school and they took it on themselves and started doing it. So um, we were very, very happy about that. The school just knew the importance Mm. of it. Like they also wanted to welcome families and to make everyone feel important and included. It's like the values that ACS has for students. It's sort of Yes, exactly. And it's also now like the FSNF program because COVID is over, it's kind of morphed into something else. Like it's more face-to-face mm-hmm. matching. It's not so much through mm-hmm. email and over online. But the Buddy program also was initiated because of this program. Oh, so really? the Buddy program had been working, but 
it had been kind of left on the sideline a little bit. But when we initiated this program through the PTO, um, Dr. Poloni said, let's, you know, reignite the buddy program. Which so, is when you match students, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. students are matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. my RIT award story. But it is an award for the lockdown PTO, mm-hmm. Mary Elisa Marluce, and of course, Dr. Polonis, who uh, helped us with everything. Well, of course, and, yeah. and the contribution of the PTO during the lockdown yeah. was very, very significant. But let's not be shy. <laughs> this is not all that you have. It's not just the lockdown PTO. Oh, yeah, Let, well. <laughs> the person who nominated you, they put down a list of um, contributions and things you have done for the school. Mm-hmm. And I can quote, advocates tirelessly on behalf of the community. An action-oriented volunteer. And I can testify to this because every senior brunch I've been to at every event, it you've yeah. been there. And, yeah. and this year in particular, I'm the division chair for the social studies department. And I was impressed at how quickly the school gathered together to provide the humanitarian assistance for the Ukraine. Yes, yes, it was very quick response. And also in September, we did a, a donation drive for the Red Cross Shelter for the Unaccompanied mm-hmm. Minor Refugees. And it's amazing the ACS community parents came together and donated so much, it was just so generous. And the Ukrainian initiative was very quick. It was actually a parent, Cleona, that uh, messaged me and she said, Debbie, mm-hmm. it would be great if we could do a Ukrainian drive. Mm-hmm. Of course, I told Mary and Mary is so quick and so enthusiastic. So she got everything together. But it was, of course, everything is a joint effort. It takes all the PTO members, you know, but ACS really has a history and is very, very successful at these charity drives. But it does take, you know, the PTO to organize it. People want to give, but there has to be an organization, mm-hmm. you know, a platform or an outlet exactly. for that, of course. Exactly, and yeah. Your role is instrumental mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So, what is the favorite aspect of this activity for you? Um, well, my favorite thing with the PTO is always to the communication mm. because I was a secretary and I was always doing the letters mm-hmm. and how could we communicate better and how could we connect families? Like with every letter, always to mention, we started the Instagram last year. We started the our mission statement, which is mm-hmm. connect, uh, inform, support, mm-hmm. which the the triangle, the parent, yeah. student, teacher. So it's just been more focused communication and always every letter always has the standard link at the bottom. Everyone's Mm -hmm. aware of how they can contact us. We're always open to new ideas, new people. I think that was always um, the most important thing to me was the communication. Everyone felt like they they were being heard and they could be heard. Of course, I think especially in times like these when communication is so fast, it's really important for it to be effective and Mm -hmm. direct and meaningful. Yes. So, Debbie, what are your next steps? Yes, well... (laughs) My daughter graduates this year, mm-hmm. the class of 2022, and it's a really exciting time, I think, exciting for the students, exciting and also, you know, stressful because it's the beginning of a new journey for yeah. them. But it's also a 
a new journey for us as parents and families. We'll just see where it all takes us. <laughs> where, where will my energies go and my focus? Maybe and... there's going to be a new uh, a parents of alumni <laughs> yes. support group or something. Exactly. Like exactly. a spinoff, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and I hope I still work with refugees and on the island of Naxos with the Naxos Animal Welfare Society. Mm-hmm. I work uh, closely with them, with communications and also volunteering. So I will continue, I hope, uh, giving back to the community. Mm. It's an important lesson and sort of practice to have in mm-hmm. your daily life. And this is why the Arati Award was set up at ACS, you know, mm-hmm. some 12 years ago. It yes. To recognize these actions that, you know, these small deeds and activities are what change the world. That's exactly right. And it's so important to be recognized and be appreciated. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you have done for ACS, for the parents, for the families. And we wish you the best of luck for the future and keep in touch. Thank you very much, Emily. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Next, Amalia Zavakopoulou talks with Adigoni Carnesiotis Simandira, faculty recipient of the 2022 RIT Award for Civic Responsibility, recognizing her commitment to guiding students in community-minded volunteer projects in service. Let's hear what Ms. Carnesiotis Simandira had to say about improving the community through it and with it, about connecting with students and building community-centered mindsets. Her experience working with students assisting the unhoused of the city and the need to raise awareness and conduct actual street work. Adigoni, welcome. Hi, it's very nice to be here and I'm also very honored that I was um, chosen told. or as a recipient okay. for the award. Yeah, well, the okay. work you've done with the Kinonos Club and the Inclusivity Club is what got you nominated, that you are the recipient of this award this year because of the extended impact of your service. Okay. So we'll have a lot of time to talk about your contributions, but first, tell us about your connection with ACS Athens. Let me first say that um, thank you very much for nominate for whoever nominated me and for choosing me to receive this award. Um, it's certainly a very big deal. Also, well, having this award in this community, I think it's very motivating mm-hmm. for someone, and it's also very, very beautiful that doing something is actually seen in the mm-hmm. end. In ACS, I started in 2020. Mm-hmm. I started as a, in the OLP department, so mm-hmm. the Optimal Learning Program. Um, I started as an assistant there, and then I moved into the specialist position, Optimal Learning Program Specialist, where we work with uh, students with mild learning differences, and then we also collaborate with faculty to deliver different, differentiated teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so we have worked together in the classroom as exactly. well for the ninth grade, I remember. Yeah. 
So it's been really wonderful because you you see, you get a glimpse of actually everything in ACS, how everything works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to also um, improve together with other teachers mm-hmm. the the work that is being done in the classroom, but also outside the classroom. Yeah, it's all about inclusion in the end. And I'm really glad that ACS has this program. Great. So that's how you're connected to ACS Athens. But today we're here to talk about the Areti Award. What does the word Areti mean to you, a personal definition? I think it means working with the community in order to improve the community, but also through the community, like not for it, Mm. but through and with it. Um, And I feel that it's the only way that you can actually do something that is meaningful and and is making a sense improving the mm-hmm. society in a way to make a difference to make yeah to make a difference and i feel that arete means that you tend to think for the greater good mm-hmm. that you you're not thinking individually and that you you have the sense that you belong in a community and that you are working with other human beings and not only for the for other human beings but also for the environment for the whole yeah it's part of this whole idea of the human-centered universe yes but not the individual exactly. but how we work together as part of a system and a whole perfect yes i think and this idea of being the best you can be in order to better serve the community that we are all a part of yeah Okay, so now let's get down to the details of the inclusivity and the Kinonos Club here at ACS Athens. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, what's the the Areti story of these clubs? Personally, why I decided to be an advisor for these clubs, uh, the main reasons were that I I wanted to know more of the student body in ACS, Mm -hmm. uh, work with students outside of the OOP program, and then also... I think that having these clubs, not only these clubs, but in general having club activities is one of the greatest ways to actually learn better the students and Mm -hmm. how the school works and actually do something also for outside ACS. Mm -hmm. So I think the main reason why I wanted to be the advisor for the Kinonos Club was this this reason, that we could do something with the students Mm -hmm. outside of ACS and then also help them build their um, mindset beyond school and maybe also give them some um, ideas of what they can do in the future mm-hmm. and what kind of humans they can be in the future. Right. And tell us a little bit more about the Kinonos Club, what yes. it does. What it does is that it collaborates with uh, Plision. So mm-hmm. Plision is um, a street work initiative that has started back in 2005. Um, it started out like with uh, like two friends walking out in the street saying some unhoused homeless people and then <clears throat> they just wanted to do something for the the situation back in 2000 mm-hmm. and then they started doing street work every tuesday and thursday night uh, where street work means that you go out during the night because you, that's when usually the unhoused people are where they're located because mm-hmm. usually in the day they are uh, wandering Dispersed, around yeah, yeah. And then you take them some food, some something mm-hmm. to drink. And then the idea behind that is also that you also communicate with them, mm. you socialize, you help them a bit, gain their social skills back. Mm-hmm. A little bit treating them as human beings. Exactly. Exactly. Because they are completely dehumanized mm-hmm. out in the streets and very marginalized, of course. Yes. So that's what Plision does. And then I think Kinonos... 
that's how it started mm-hmm. back then. Building on this uh, activity from Plision, it started with having students follow that street work. Mm-hmm. Um, students come with their parents or with their guardians. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> usually there is a van in the mm-hmm. front and then there are other cars behind. And then you, you do a certain route, let's say. Right. And you stop at every stop and then maybe there are like five stops or six stops sometimes. And then students can go out, they can talk with uh, the people, they can learn needs, Mm -hmm. they can learn how to basically uh, communicate with human beings that haven't, they're not usually... um, Engaged with them, they don't interact with them. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of stereotypes also around unhoused people. And yeah, yeah, we try to break these stereotypes, Mm -hmm. let's say, with these kind of street work nights. Usually they last like two hours mm-hmm. and we have to Organized. keep the healthy. Yeah, but also the health guidelines yeah, have yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Health and safety um, regulations. So yeah, yeah, wearing gloves, um, being careful, wearing masks, especially now with how, COVID. Now how many students were involved in this activity? Yeah. First, let me say that Kinono started like this. Mm-hmm. And then I think there have been also fundraisers and then also mm-hmm. donations to other organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not the part of the street work, but it's also the part of fundraising mm-hmm. and then the part of raising awareness also in school about how um, homeless people live. Mm-hmm. And there's also, I think, in the academy, uh, always in the, on the top yeah. floor, there's the also a bulletin big, board yeah, with a big the poster. With, yeah. So raising awareness is also a big part. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the year, there are a lot of students involved, maybe 50 students. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for me, that's very important because then you see that uh, students really want to get involved with this. And then they want to be aware and they also want to raise awareness. As time goes by and then when they see the commitment, sometimes it might be too much for them because mm-hmm. it's also during the night. Yeah. They have exams, they have studying. So sometimes it becomes too much and then... But still, students continue to want to be part of mm-hmm. the club or they can contribute also with other ways. In different can, ways. Yes, Through exactly. the fundraisers that exactly. you mentioned. Yeah. So usually in, in the street work nights, we try to have not too many students because mm-hmm. that can also be disruptive for the people that live on the streets. We try to have, I think, last time that we went, we were like five or six students and then Mm -hmm. the guardians that we try to tell them that they have to stay in their cars so we're not too many people and then we overwhelm them yeah yeah. we overwhelm them the thing is that last year they couldn't do anything with uh, street work because of the covid uh, situation that started in 2020 so i think it hasn't been done in one and a half years Mm -hmm. or so i have been part of the police on street work since 2015. Mm-hmm. So I know how the street work works. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons that I wanted to be the advisor was this. To bring your experience yeah. and knowledge. And then we we started this in September this year with some of the students. Most of them are juniors. And then we had also one ninth grader, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, some 10th graders. And in the beginning, we were working. We were a bit learning about how the situation is on the streets because we couldn't go often in the street work again mm-hmm. due to covid we organized um clothes drive a clothing drive yeah, yeah clothing yeah. drive and then we also food asked drive perhaps. for f- some mm. dry food dry food yeah and then also some warm like blankets mm-hmm. and stuff. these are usually especially in the winter there are the the items that are mostly wanted from the people on the, that live on the streets 
And then we organized that back in November. And then in December, we went together with the students, again, in collaboration with Plision. We went, we distributed them ourselves. Mm-hmm. First, we categorized them a bit. We, we made some packages for men and women right. um, or for children. Yeah. yeah. And then we took those to the people that we knew. And then we went in December with four students. It was a very rewarding experience for them. Yeah, I can imagine. It sounds like even despite the challenges with COVID, you still managed to engage the students and try to find different ways of keeping them involved, depending on their level of commitment. Because I can imagine how um, hard it must be to go in the middle of the night for these students. So it really takes, it's just an extra step to show their initiative to serve others. For sure. What was your favorite part of the activity? There is a certain person that lives in his storage, let's say his storage Mm -hmm. uh, space in the center of Athens. We we went there to distribute to him him some dry foods and then some Mm -hmm. warm clothes. And the students, I think, stayed there with him for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. And they were like discussing and uh, sharing ideas. And they also, uh, they were very excited that they got to meet this person. And Mm -hmm. they were really in awe of the knowledge that this person had and they they actually gained so much from Mm -hmm. them in the end. I think that's what stuck also with them the most. They were surprised by the degree maybe of connection that Mm -hmm. they had with these people. They were like, most of them were uh, Mm middle-aged. They were, some of them were even in their 70s, I Mm -hmm. think. What they discussed was so deep and meaningful Mm-hmm. It was not only about their needs. It was yeah. also about dreams that they had life. or, yeah, life, wisdom. So I think that's what, for me, was the most rewarding and for the students. And I for think. I think for, for students, it's yeah. great because it's also a way to move beyond these standardized stereotypes that exist about exactly. people in our society, coming in contact with the, the humans that will stay with them and hopefully keep with them for the rest of their lives so that they can continue this service. Exactly. Um, and most of them have asked me the next year I take again the, the club as an advisor and then we have already started organizing a bit for next year, okay. what we'll do. We'll certainly go in more street work nights because hopefully also COVID will be less as a restriction by then. What I also wanted to say was that the the Think Global School came also uh-huh. the last month. Oh, so together. I, yeah, so we went together and it was also very rewarding for them. They had to speak in English because they're English speakers. Yes. But it was very nice because another uh, colleague came from ACS and mm-hmm. then she was also helping in translating everything. Right. And what I see is also that for the unhoused people, mm-hmm. it's also so refreshing to get to engage with students it's just a, a, a new way of seeing life mm-hmm. to speak with children and, and yeah. teenagers and seeing like what the future can be. I think that's also one of the parts that I really, really enjoy yeah. seeing. And you see how these people who have been marginalized maybe start seeing their place again exactly. in our society. Exactly. You talked a little bit about the thoughts that what you want to do for next year. Any um, interesting plans you'd like to reveal? So, for example, we did a fundraising for another organization mm-hmm. after speaking with these people. What else can we do for them? Like a follow-up? Follow-up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So see, for example, if we can in any way help maybe get into um, a workshop of digital skills, let's mm-hmm. say, or 
to experience uh, something, for example, uh, go into a cinema, do a social activity. Yeah. Do something all together that will involve them in another way and not mm. just being the... The basic needs, to, yeah, which exactly. are important, but it's only yeah. one aspect, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. So we did a fundraiser. It's uh, an, an initiative that I really believe in personally. It's called the Old Bookstore for the Homeless. Mm-hmm. And it started from a previously homeless person mm-hmm. to have these books, to receive these books that are vintage or old uh, used, used books, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in good condition. And then he resells them for a very low prices. Mm-hmm. So he has this space and then he's trying to rebuild the space and to, re- to renovate it and then to uh, employ people that can be either are unemployed or are actually living on the streets. Mm-hmm. So we want to also take part in these kind of activities mm-hmm. and places. Grassroots community yes. action, really. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we fundraised. Mm-hmm. We raised, I think, close to 100 euros. And then we said we will donate that to, to him, mm-hmm. that he's doing this initiative. And then we can follow up on where these funds went mm-hmm. and then see yeah how it can help making this space where people can go and gain back some of, some of mm-hmm. their social skills outside of the basic needs and yeah just giving food out and hopefully be a activity. stepping stone towards you know their gradual re-entering into society exactly. yeah that's amazing I don't know. I think the students are also very fortunate to have you as the club advisor because it's great that you have the energy and knowledge and experience to channel their desire to help others and yeah. to embody you know this service that is at the heart of the Areti Award. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Dironi, for coming and telling us about your um, club and the initiatives you did this year. Congratulations thank you. on winning the award and we're looking forward to hearing your next steps. Thank you. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Make sure you subscribe to The Owlcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio. Thank you.